I was thinking I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. Did you know that compact fluorescent light bulbs use 60% less energy than regular light bulbs? And that each one saves about 300 pounds of carbon dioxide a year? If all Americans switched to CFLs, we would save more than 90 billion pounds of carbon dioxide. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Muni Radio in San Francisco. People from all over the Bay Area come to the Lindsay Wildlife Museum to experience close encounters with live wild animals. The museum's living collection features more than 50 species of non-releasable native California animals. Visitors can see and learn about wildlife such as eagles, owls, bobcats, coyotes, reptiles, and other fascinating creatures. The museum's world-renowned Wildlife Rehabilitation Hospital treats more than 5,000 wild animals each year with the goal of returning them to their native habitat. The Lindsay Wildlife Museum is in Walnut Creek. To learn more, visit wildlife-museum.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy. No matter what you're into, make sure... Hey, people... You're tuned in to mutinyradio.fm, and the show you're listening to is called Flat Black Plastic. <laughs> <laughs> 
going to play all seven inch records until further notified starting out with some christmas song Love to, they shouted out with glee. 
folks. Listen to Flatback Plastic on Muni Radio FM. Hope you're enjoying these little records. This is time. 
little blue riding hood is true. Only the color has been changed to prevent an investigation. This is the woods. My name is Wednesday. I work out a homicide. Monday, February the 2nd, 10.22 a.m. Bumped into chicken licking. Told me the sky was falling. I booked her on the 614, turned her over to the psychiatrist. Then a call came in on a 503. When I was on my way to the 503, a 618 came in. I added up the 614, the 503, and the 618. Got 1,735. I handed in my paper to the chief. He corrected it, gave me 100%, patted me on the head. Told me I was a good cop. 11.45 a.m. it happened. I saw a little girl in a blue hood carrying a basket. I stopped to question her. Pardon me, ma'am. Could I talk to you for just a minute, ma'am? What about? Nothing much, ma'am. Just want to ask you a few questions, ma'am. What's your name? Little Blue Riding Hood. Where are you going, ma'am? Grandma's house. Yes, ma'am. What do you got in the basket? What are you trying to say? I got something in the basket I shouldn't have? No, ma'am. I didn't say that. Then why are you asking me all these questions for? Just routine, ma'am. We just want to get the facts. May I have a look in that basket, ma'am? Be my guest. Let's see. Sawed-off shotgun. Knife. Bludgeon. Box of dum-dum shells. Nothing suspicious here. All right, ma'am, we may want to talk to you later, so don't leave the woods. She skipped on down the path, but she didn't know I'd seen the concealed compartment in the basket. In it, what I'd suspected all along. Goodies. My job, get to Grandma's before she did. I took a shortcut through the strawberry patch. It was sort of a strawberry shortcut. I walked up to the cottage, rang the bell. Come in, dear. Okay, Grandma, it's a raid. A raid? Why, I'm just a peace-loving old lady. You've got the wrong Grandma. Yes, ma'am. We just want to get the facts. Where'd you get that bump on your head? The sky fell on me this morning. I made a note to book her on the 614 and turned her over to the psychiatrist. I tied her up, put her in the closet, then I put on the Grandma suit and got into bed. Come in, ma'am. Hello, Grandma. I got the loot. What are you doing in bed? I'm feeling poorly. But, Grandma, what big ears you have? All the better to get the facts. I just want to get the facts, ma'am. But, Grandma, what a big subpoena you have in your pocket. All the better to serve you with. But, Grandma, what a big 38 police special you have pointed at me. All the better to take you in. You're under arrest. You and your Grandma are operating a goodies ring. But, Cop, I should have known. Known what, ma'am? You look nothing like my Grandma. You forgot about the mustache. But I don't have a mustache. I know. But Grandma does. Well, I see you broke the goodies ring. How'd you get a lead on her, Joe? I just played a hunch, Frank. It was just a hunch. I played my luck. Sometimes a hunch pays off, sometimes it doesn't. I was just lucky. I just played a hunch, Frank. What you're trying to say, Joe, is you just played a hunch. A lucky guess. Sometimes a hunch pays off, sometimes it doesn't. You just played a hunch. Is that what you're trying to tell me, Joe? Yeah. I just played a hunch. Uh, no, I don't have time. Where are you going? What do you mean you don't have time? Well, you've got to get around, you know. I mean, I have certain obligations. Well, no, but it's a great it's a great time of the year. You know, the spring of the year, you can get out and study wildlife. You know, out yeah. there where everything's wild, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, 
that's that's you, my and, dressing room was pretty no, wild. No, no, I, I, I mean I'm talking about I'm talking about that virgin territory. Yeah, that's it. it. How'd you know? No, no, up there in the hills, oh, boy, yeah. you see some wonderful things up in those Ooh. woods. Oh yeah, that camping out is a lot of fun. You see, and you see a lot of things that you don't run into ordinarily. Yeah. And if you're interested in that kind of, if you get interested in that kind of thing, boy, it, it can mean a lot to you. Like you like to watch birds. Huh? They have whole societies, you know, for bird watching. How do you go about that? What do you mean? You just lie out in a field. That's a good start. No, I mean, you, you lie out there with a strong pair of glasses, and you can study things, boy, and, and you learn about nature. Huh. But a lot of guys start very young when they do that. Doing what? Studying nature. Oh. Like when you were a kid, oh. your mother told you about the birds and the bees? Well, that was my sex education. Yeah, I know, but you see... She told me about the birds and the bees when I was in the bathtub with my rubber duck. Well, did she? Yeah. There I was uh, there with the rubber duck floating it around, and she and she um, told me about the chickens. The chicken? Oh, yeah. the story of the egg. No, before the egg. What do you mean before? Well, the, the hen gets in the corner, and the rooster comes along. Va va boom. <laughs> Boy, I understood that oh, pretty good. That part you understood. Oh, the rubber duck went flying. Oh yeah. You, you mean but to this day, I can't figure flowers. What do you mean you can't figure flowers? How do flowers fool around? Oh, come on. Flowers don't fool around. Come on. I figure under the ground, they're going, hey, baby. No. You mean nobody ever told you about pollination? Is that where stuff's floating on the water? No, that's pollution. Oh, pollution. No. Pollination. Flowers have to be pollinated. The male flower has pollen, which has to be sent to the female flower. Hmm. Now, if you have a whole field of flowers, and the male flower is way over in one corner of the field, and the female's over on the other side, how do you think that pollen gets over there? I figure in the middle of the night, the male flower gets up. No, no, no. It's, there are four ways for a flower to be pollinated. Whee! Four ways. One way is by the wind. The wind? That's right. With the flower? Certainly. The You're wind blows kidding. across the top of the flower, and that flower has a long, hairy stigma. And it has... You're putting me... No. And it has very dry pollen. Oh. And when... Well, that's good. Is it good? Well, certainly, because the wind picks the pollen up and scatters it. By George. That's the wind. Now, some flowers are pollinated by insects. Insects? Insects. That flower has sticky pollen. Sticky pollen. Some flowers are pollinated by hand. There are some flowers... Hold <laughs> What's right. this one by hand? Well, that's like a gardener. The gardener fools around with the flowers? Oh, no, no, he's not fooling around. He has them in a hothouse. Sure he has. He goes by with a little brush. He's a dirty old no, man. No, he's not either. The man is a horticulturist. I'll bet he is. And that's what he does. Now then, some flowers, of course, use self-pollination. Whoops. Well, certainly the perfect flower has both male and female parts. Ain't that handy. If there's no outside agency to do the job for them, it certainly is. I guess so. But the, the, the most interesting and one of the most fascinating stories in nature is the relationship between the bee and the flower. The bee fools around with the flower? No, the bee doesn't even know it's pollinating. You're kidding. <laughs> no. You see, I've been that drunk myself someday. <laughs> Not, I, I, I mean, for instance, you see, the bee, in the first place, doesn't know about the pollen. He's after the nectar, oh. the nectar in the flower. Oh. And, and the, remember now, the, the pollen is sticky, yeah. and the bee has furry little feet. Does that help? Well, of course it helps. Well, I'll wear my socks no, from now on. I mean, it helps in this way. When the bee lights on the tip of the pistol... The what? The, it's a part of the flower. Oh. When he lights on the tip of the pistol, he's there to get the nectar. Oh. But the pollen sticks to his feet. Now, oh. he'll leave this flower and stop at another flower. And the pollen he's picked up on his feet from this one, he'll leave a little on that one. Oh, yeah. And, and that he, makes other flowers? Well, he'll cover a whole field. Well, that's what he'll, happened to Donald at the picnic. What happened to Donald at the picnic? He pollinated three girls. No, he didn't pollinate anybody. He had to move to Pittsburgh. Well, I don't care where he had to move. He didn't pollinate. 
Have you ever seen a beehive? Sure. You know what's inside a beehive? A lot of little compartments. Little compartments. And the female bee's in there, and the male bee flies home at night and says, Hey, baby. No, no, no. no. The, that's a honeycomb in there. Yeah. And the bee we're talking about doesn't have any sex. What? That's right. He is a worker. Yeah. His whole job is work, work, work. That's huh. all he does. Now, everybody in the bee society has a job to After do. After he works, couldn't he? Uh, no, no. He, I tell you, he has no sex. That's he terrible. is neuter. He's neither male nor female. Well, make up his mind. Well, no, I... The bees are produced from the queen. Yeah. The queen bee lives 15, 20 years, produces thousands of bees. Huh. Only has romance once. She didn't like it, huh? No, it isn't that she didn't like it. Her she ought to try it again. Her job is to produce... I didn't like avocados when I... That hasn't it. anything to do with it. It's a matter of instinct with oh. the bees. You see, have you ever heard of the nuptial flight? Is that United or...? The nuptial flight of the queen bee. Yeah. On the day of the nuptial flight, the drones... I didn't tell you about the drones. Those no. are males. You don't, males. You don't see them except oh. on this one day. See, they uh -huh. stay in the hive. The other bees take care of them. Oh. But on the day of the nuptial flight, the young virgin queen yeah. leaves the hive. Yeah. And she starts into life on her own, and all the drones take off after They all go. The whole gang of them go after <laughs> good, good, But good. only one of them gets her. Females are. Well... <laughs> Maybe a more poetic way to put it, uh. but you see, this—he becomes what they call the prince consort to the queen. <laughs> yes, and, and, and the marriage takes place while they're in the air. Huh? I say they consummate the marriage while they're in flight. While they're flying along? Right. You're here. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no. <clears throat> the only way to fly. <laughs> to hear is true. Only the needle should be changed to protect the record. This is the countryside. My name is St. George. I'm a knight. Saturday, July 10th, 8.05 p.m. I was working out of the castle on the night watch when a call came in from the chief. A dragon had been devouring maidens. Homicide. My job. Slay him. Call me, Chief. Yeah, it's the dragon again, devouring maidens. The king's daughter maybe next. Mm-hmm. You got a lead? Uh, nothing much to go on. Said you take that 45 automatic into the lab to have him check on it? Yeah. You were right. I was right? Yeah. He was a gun. 8.22 p.m. I talked to one of the maidens who had almost been devoured. Could I talk to you, ma'am? Who are you? I'm St. George, ma'am. Homicide, ma'am. I want to ask you a few questions, ma'am. I understand you're almost devoured by the man. Is that right, Dragon? It was terrible. He breathed fire on me. He burned me already. How can I be sure of that, ma'am? Believe me, I got it straight from the dragon's mouth. 11.45 p.m. I rode over the King's Highway. I saw a man. Stopped to talk to him. Pardon me, sir. Could I talk to you for just a minute, sir? Sure, I don't mind. What do you do for a living? I'm a knave. Didn't they pick you up on a 903 last year for stealing tarts? Yeah. So what, do you want to make a federal case out of it? No, sir. We heard there was a dragon operating in this neighborhood. We just want to know if you've seen him. Sure, I've seen him. Mm-hmm. Could you describe him for me? What's to describe? You see one dragon, you've seen them all. Would you try and remember, sir, just for the record? We just want to get the facts, sir. Well, he was, you know, he had orange polka dots. Yes, sir. Purple feet, breathing fire and smoke. Mm-hmm. And one big bloodshot eye right in the middle of his forehead, and, uh, like that. Notice anything unusual about him? No, he's just a run-the-mill dragon, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir, you can go now. Hey, by the way, how are you going to catch him? I thought you'd never ask. A dragon net. 
3.05 p.m. I was riding back into the courtyard to make my report to the lab. Then it happened. It was a dragon. Hey, I'm the fire-breathing dragon. You must be St. George, right? Yes, sir. I see you got one of them new 45 caliber swords. That's about the size of it. <laughs> you slay me. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. What do you mean? I'm taking it in a 502. You figure it out. What's the charge? Devouring maidens out of season. Out of season? You never pinned that rap on me. Do you hear me, cop? Yeah, I hear you. I got you in a 412, too. A 412? What's a 412? Overacting. Let's go. On September the 5th, the dragon was tried and convicted. His fire was put out and his maiden devouring license revoked. Maiden devouring out of season is punishable by a term of not less than 50 or more than 300 years.
you just throw the band out of the window? Oh, sorry, Mike. I was forgetting myself. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I do that all the time. Like, sometimes I wake up in the morning and think, like, what's that inside my trousers? And then, like, about half an hour later, I remember it's me, Neil. Now, that's a very interesting sound effect, Viv. Now, go on, do it again. Well, I would, Michael, but unfortunately, Neil's only got one head. Oh, good morning, everybody. Let's make rock and roll history. Oh, now he's found us. Oh, hey, great gag about telling me the recording studio was in Wales. Oh. OK, guys, now get out your instruments. And I don't mean... Oh, 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 Michael, remember, we promised Cliff we wouldn't be rude. It's time to record the flip side. Yes, oh, and if we don't have it, it really will be a flip side, because I'll probably say something crazy like, Blum and flip, let's get on with it. Neil, where's your guitar? Oh, great. Uh, pop quiz. Right, um, hang on, hang on. I know this. Um, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Well, what a stupid place to keep your guitar. Oh, plum and flip, Vivian. Let's get on with it. We are getting on with it, Rick. Well, just a bad mate. 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 Rick. Well, blanking well, blum and well, do matey flip. Because one thing's for death, when this kid's in the studio, it's get down chart time all the way to number one. So, ha ha, ha ha, ooh. Vivian, we were going to use that saxophone. 
Well, I just did, didn't I, Michael? Oh, what a great tasting saxophone, Vivian. Well, if you think that's great, get a taste of this. Oh, good, you found my guitar, Viv. Oh, no, guys, guys, look, I thought pop music was supposed to be about, like, Loving each other. No, Neil, no, that's sex. Pop music's about making money. Now go next door and pinch Simon LeBon's guitar. Oh, all right. Uh, Mr. LeBon? Mr. LeBon? <gasps> Great! We got rid of the hippie! Brilliant! More singing for me! Right! Get down and get with it! One, a two, a three... Do you want to hear my new joke? No. Oh. A one, a two... Look, a one, Rick! Do... <laughs> is not funny. Especially when they're my dungarees. Mm. Well, do you want them back then? <gasps> oh, no, no, no. I'm back. <laughs> what a whiff. Rick, why haven't you got any trousers on? Because Vivian's turned into a comedian, Neil. Uh, um, actually, oh, that's a point, Neil. Why don't you ask Vivian to tell you his great new joke? Oh, all right. Uh, Vivian, why don't you tell me your great new joke? Okay, Neil, get ready to laugh. Here it comes! Uh, yeah, that's really great, Vivian. Vivian, eating my underpants is even less funny than eating my trousers! You're not kidding! Neil! Give me your trousers. No, get off, get off. These are my trousers and I'm sticking to them. Take off your trousers. No, no, I can't. Vivian put super glue in them. That was three years ago, Neil. Well, how often do you change your trousers? Don't worry, Neil, it isn't a problem. Taking trousers off is very easy. Oh, yes, it is, except that I'm more used to taking off dresses. Well, you wear a lot of dresses then, do you, Rick? Yes, I do. I... No, that's not what I meant, Vivian, and you know it. All I'm saying is that girls find me terrifically sexy, and they often ask me to take their dresses off. That is a complete and utter lie! It is not! All right, then, look at my love bite. That isn't a love bite. That's your bottom! Uh, all right, then, what's it doing on my face? No, that's not your face. What's it doing on my face? Now, come on, guys. We're running out of time. Let's get on with the important business, shall we? You're right, Michael. Neil's trousers must be removed. And now! No, oh, well, uh, oh, no! What are those two horrible, pale, hairy things? Those are your legs, Neil. Now, look, are we going to sing this song or not? Yes, we are. But first, let's have a fight! Yes, well, that's a good idea. idea. <laughs> Well, that was great. Now, let's do the song. Here I go. 
flowers all singing. All the little birds all singing. Everything in the garden is happy, and we hope you are too. If you're happy, we're happy. If you're sad, we're sad. But now it's time to end this song, 'cause it's so bad. Good night, children. Good night. Hello. Um. Good night. Pass the detonator. People, this is the Flat Black Plastic Radio Show on MutinyRadio.fm, coming to you directly live from the northeast corner of 21st and Florida in the Sunny Mission District. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. 
You know, every now and then I think you might like to hear something from us. Nice and easy. But there's just one thing, you see. We never ever do nothing nice and easy. We always do it nice and rough. But we're gonna take the beginning of this song and do it easy. But then we're gonna do the finish. Rough. Where we do proud Mary. Rolling over river. Listen to the story now. Left a good job in the city. Working for the man every night and day. And I never lost one minute of sleep. And I was worrying about the way the things might have been. Big wind keep on turning. Ooh, the proud Mary keep on burning. Rolling, 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 rolling. 
people, this is, uh, you're tuned in to Mutiny Radio, .fm. this is a flat black plastic show, enjoy. Thank you. 
Paradiddle. 